All right, so I guess we should introduce everyone to the show that we're doing. This is the first episode of The Exes. For those of you that don't know, uh, Ikea is an ex of mine. I'm an ex of hers, and we've created a show to talk about interpersonal relationships. Uh, we feel like we got some value that we can add to people's lives. And uh, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to occasionally get on here. We're going to react to different things that are going on around the Internet, give our opinion on it and all that good stuff so we got a little intro video here for you that we're going to play and we'll get started all right first up all right let's switch our ticker here so uh, the first the first video that I, we're just going to get right into it. All right. The, the first video that I have to react to has went uh, somewhat viral. Um, it's a, a younger couple, famous uh, rapper. A lot of people say he's kind of fell off the last couple of years. But but um, I think that are, are they on a, a some sort of TV show, Ikea? Yeah, uh, I think. I don't know if it's called Krishan and Blueface, but it's on Zeus Network. So that's where you can watch the show. Of course, you got to download the app and kind of it's a subscription show, though. But for those who are familiar with Zeus Network, you know, I'm pretty sure most people are now. Yeah, that's where you can find their show. But what days they air, I don't know because I don't even watch it. Right. But I do know it's up there. So, yeah, it's on right Zeus. On. Yeah, so I, I I've never seen the show, but I I did notice uh, from the footage that first TMZ uh, had some like security footage that caught this incident. Well, then later, uh, whoever shoots this show, whatever production company shoots this show for them, they had a lot more footage, and that's what that's what we're gonna react to. We're gonna react to the production uh, footage. So let's check it out. Woo! Okay, so that was Blueface uh, getting punched in the face by his girlfriend's father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was it? Yes, I'm pretty sure that's oh, that's your okay. dad. Um, and so that's what you've seen, and then that's his reaction. Uh, to being punched in the face by his girlfriend's father. So uh, what are your thoughts? What are your reactions? What are, what are your gut when you see that, Ikea? Mm, judging by the clip, I mean, he was obviously surrounded by too many people. That's There was no personal space involved. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that, yeah, he was swung on first. So, Yeah, he was. Definitely was. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I see that, I see a very young couple. So I looked up their ages today. Uh, mm -hmm. Blueface is 25 years old. Uh, his girlfriend, Krishan, is 22. These are two yeah. young people that are engaging in, you know, what we would consider a long-term relationship with one another. Uh, very, well, first of all, I don't think their backgrounds uh, really promote long-term uh, healthy relationships. I've seen a... a I seen an interview with Krishan on it, and she she specifically said, "Look, the family that I come from, and the the family that Blueface comes from, uh, we have to learn not to be toxic. 
right? Because their environment, their upbringing was such that it was just a toxic environment. So you throw that in the mix with their already, I mean, just their age. I think 25 and 22 is a, a great example of two young people that don't have the emotional intelligence yet to really have a healthy relationship, but they're engaging in it anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just, um, I think it's also compounded by the fact that there's cameras that he's famous. They both like to drink alcohol a lot. All of these things sort of go into a pot to create what we just watched. Right. And um, I think it's important. I'm a big believer in emotional intelligence. I will repeat that on this show a zillion times uh, because I just think that people that want to work on themselves and want to be better people and carry better relationships, they're going to put in the work. They're going to put in the work and they're going to uh, learn how to elevate their emotional intelligence. And that's something that's doable, it's something to doable, you know, therapy, the whole nine. Oh, absolutely. These, there's no secret. These two need, therapy, not couples therapy. They need individual therapy. Um, because what well, one, I used to think it was just simply blue face, but then when you're seeing them like on the shade room every week, there's something about it. They're, they're going live when they're having arguments. I mean, it's, it's both of them. I used to think it was one-sided and I was like, Krishan, you know, this girl's got many talents. She's gifted. Cause I mean, she also made some music and I, I checked it out. It was pretty decent, but I'm like the road she's on is set to destroy it. But not only that, but I think if this doesn't work out with them, cause I don't necessarily see this going long-term. I think eventually it's going to, the roller coaster ride is going to end. It's going to be very hard to see if someone will take her serious because she's got like 12 tattoos of this guy's face on her body. Young and immature. Again, I seen a a TikTok video the other day, uh, and I thought about actually sharing that on this episode, but I decided not to. But essentially it was um, some middle school kids, and uh, the one boy was asking a girl – nervously asking a girl to be his girlfriend and uh, he was being cheered on by all of his friends and he finally got it out. He asked her, will you be my girlfriend? And of course she said yes. And then everybody was, Oh, you know, hyping it up. And it just occurred to me, you know, how young we start thinking about engaging in relationships without even understanding, right. The serious or gravity of it, our brains, aren't fully developed until we're, you know, 26. There's now saying with technology and everything that it's pushing it back to, to 28 years old where, where mm-hmm. most people are going to have fully developed brains. And, and what we mean by that is the ability to predict the future, to predict how our decisions impact the future. And, you know, it's, it's just interesting to me that culturally we're – we're teaching kids to engage in couples relationships just at way too early of an age. And even when I look at two adults that are 25 and 22 years old, I see what they're dealing with trying to engage in those relationships without the real emotional intelligence to do so. And that's what, that that's what you get. That's what you end up with. um, When you throw all these ingredients into the pot. Yeah. Especially if, um, 
if you're not teaching children at a young age about emotional intelligence, they're not going to just, when they get to that age of being teenagers and figuring out what the opposite gender is, and they're not going to know how to do that. I mean, but that's unrealistic anyway for people to think like, oh, yeah, they're just getting experience early on. But the problem is now with the way of technology and so much influence that these kids are under, I just think the best thing is to push that back until they're at a level of understanding, an older age. I mean, high school, you know, you're like sophomore, junior, that's a little different. But in elementary school, middle school, I just think that it should be like taught in the house or like, nah, no dating right now. We're just we're just in a rush to play grownups, right? To we're play in a rush house. To, yeah, to take play it farther. Right. <laughs> and it's uh, it really... Uh, it puts our it puts puts everything on fast forward. We lose our we we lose our childhood way sooner than we should because of it. So I, I completely completely agree. All right. So the next uh, the next clip here that we're going to react to uh, has some pretty well known fellas on it. So we'll just go right into it and check it out. Yeah. Wrong one. Do you accepted ever to play the stepdaddy role? And they made mistakes. Yeah. They had they had a kid with some guy who's a bum. He's yep. always a bum. Yeah, always. He has three other baby mamas. Yep. He's doing nothing. Yep. But she stuck with the kid. Did I do all that to be the stepfather? He was cool for three years. Had a kid. He's a bum. But now on your fall off face, I gotta like take care of your kid. If I meet a beautiful woman and she has a child, it doesn't mean I won't mess with her a little bit. It doesn't mean I won't mess with her a little bit. Mess with her a little bit. But the chance of me being long term with that woman. While she has another man's kid, for me personally, is zero percent. Zero percent. I watched a documentary about gorillas about six years ago. And let me tell you something about how gorillas work. We act like we're so independent. We're so socialized. In reality, instinctually, we move like. So if you have a bunch of gorillas, in a, let's say you have five gorillas and five, five male gorillas and five female gorillas. That's not five couples. You have one alpha gorilla. Once he impregnates one of them gorillas. He doesn't really have that much interest in the baby. Once she's knocked up and she has the kid, what happens is the other four, the beta gorillas, turn up and pretend to look after that baby to get themselves some gorilla puss, right? So we're talking about the bum in high school, right? Yes. Man, if my man can run around and impregnate four bitches, and then some other dudes come along taking his yes. kids to school, yes. and then, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I ain't that guy. Yes. No. Neither am I. I that- All right, Ikea. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> Goofballs, huh? <laughs> yeah. So that'll probably uh, be one of those first things I'd say. Yeah. Misogy- misogynistic content on the rise. Absolutely. It's it's a, it's at an all time high. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> but I, I'll say this. I get that the whole thing of the concept of we're saying it is someone else's child. Obviously you didn't. But then when we go back to this thing where a lot of people have said this, that anyone can make a baby, but it takes a real man to be a father. That would be my thing, because first of all, if you're going, I don't feel that a guy should even be comfortable with even sleeping with a woman that has children if he knows that he's not in the mental capacity space to even think that he wants, if rather he has kids or not, because, you know, you get it from both. But I don't think that you should even feel comfortable doing that, knowing that she does have children. You know, like, oh, I'll mess with her for a little bit, but long term. So basically what you're saying is you're just looking for a jump off chick for a little while. Right. And then right. you're just going to go on. So you're doing the image. You're keeping this this toxic trait going. Right. And that's what you're teaching the world. They're hearing what you're saying. And so they think that they can go out here and mess with vulnerable single women. And then obviously, we know women attach emotions to sex. We know that guys don't. 
but you still have to be responsible as a man, the same as a woman has to be responsible. And I don't feel that even though people get pregnant young, because we do know there's a thing called teen pregnancies and such like that. But does that mean that they are destined for failure because that happens? Like they can never escape that. Oh, well, you had a child by someone else. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. I don't think that that's right to hold them to the fire for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, you're a single woman with no children, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think about men with children? Well, yeah, it's the same thing applies for the same woman. Thing. If you know that he has a child, you have to ask yourself this. Are you ready to be a step parent? Bingo. I mean, are you thinking seriously about this person? Have you got, well, are you, you have to get to know him well, first of all, because you can't, you shouldn't just introduce someone to every new person come to your kids. I think that's a no-no. But for me, I've dated people that had kids and that was an understanding. How, you had to establish a relationship with that child. Absolutely. You have to get comfortable with them and you have to put your feelings aside when dealing with the child because they don't know you. You're not their mom, you know, and that's challenging in itself. So I get it. I understand to an extent of that, but I'm not going to look at it. Well, I don't want to be the kids a stepmom, but, you know, we're just going to have like a little fling for I, I prefer. Let me just step back. Right. If I'm not mentally ready for that because out of the, you know, thinking of the children, you can't you shouldn't play with them. You know, they're right. always going to be there. So rather they live in the home or not. Yeah. You still have to consider so, the feelings of the child. Some of the things that, that really jumped off at me in, in the video. Uh, first of all, the contradiction, the contradiction that occurs there. DJ mm-hmm. Academics starts talking about how this guy is a bum because he impregnates women and leaves them with the children. And what's mm-hmm. funny is Andrew Tate then goes on to use this bullcrap pseudoscience to explain how gorillas behave and paints this uh, bum as an alpha male, right? So the contradiction there, right? Is he a bum or is he an alpha male? And they tried to address that, that, that contradiction, but they, they fail woefully at it, right? We're not, there's a reason why human beings are human beings and animals are animals. We're not gorillas. We have, mm-hmm. we're civilized people, right? We have art, we have expression, we have language, we have writing, we have mathematics, we have history, literature, painting. I mean, I could go music. There are a lot of things that separate animals from human beings. So this idea that an alpha male even exists, it's ridiculous. It's it's fake science. It's not real science because you're you're not you're not evaluating human beings as human beings need to be evaluated. You're, you're evaluating gorillas and saying, well, human beings evolved from that. So we must then act and behave the same way. It's ridiculous when you think about it. There there is no such thing. As an alpha male, I hate to break this to all you, all you guys out there that have your puff chest out and you think that 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 you're the big gorilla in the room. There's just it's fake science. When you actually peel back the layers of this idea of an alpha male, when you really do the research, you're gonna find that this is all BS. What Andrew Tate is out there 
feeding people is baloney. It's bullcrap. It's not healthy for young guys mm-hmm. either to think this way, you know? Um, so you kind of answered uh, the, the big question that I had there in, in that, you know, the question being the single parents carry around a big red X on their forehead in the dating market. Mm-hmm. For these two guys, they obviously do. Single women to these two gentlemen have a big red X on their forehead. I think that that perception is pretty prevalent. Being a single dad, being uh, you know the only male in my household, I can tell you that this goes both ways. It's not just men that see see this uh, or have this perception of single parents. Women do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The majority of women, when they find out that you're a single father or a single dad, they're going to become disinterested on that fact alone. And good. I'm going to tell you why I think that is. It's not so much as the kids. Now, I guess if you're playing a numbers game and there's a significant amount of children, like let's say more than two, they're not thinking of the child. They're thinking of the baby mama. Same with the, with the guys. Like they're thinking of, I'm going to have to deal with the kid's dad or the woman's thinking the baby, because we've seen like there's some drama in some of those situations, right? Where you didn't have a mature partner that you, you know, procreated with. She hasn't let it go. Obviously, we know if they haven't let it go based on how they kind of use the kid as leverage in the situation, especially when you move on. But that's why, like, you'll hear someone say, like, I don't want a man that has kids because of the baby mom. It's like you always run into these. It's like, that's your baby mom. Wow. Yeah. I thought that. So I get that that notion, but they cannot be the end all be all because they're not even in their life anymore all the way. There's a part of them that will because they have kids. But every single day, you're not going to have to deal with them. I, I just have never seen that. So you you think it's less about sort of resources and more about the drama that may come with a baby mama or a baby father? Uh, See, I think my, it's my, both. I was going to say my my and I kind of agree with you on the number of kids matters. And uh, being a single father, I, I think it would be hypocritical of me to uh, not be open to dating women with children. I have children, too. There's, you know. So I'm bringing kids into any relationship myself. Uh, But, you know, women, I don't know, they seem to with when there's multiple children involved, when there's three, four, five children involved, I start worrying about the number of resources that we're going to have as a unit. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, too many children can feel overwhelming in the dating market. But uh, it's kind of interesting that the the. The thing that that I think, and we'll get into this because I have a little video here, but you know, ultimately, if you're entering into a relationship, I'm the type of person that entering into a relationship, I don't really put an end date in sight. Like I try to carry on as if this is going to lead somewhere, you know, to marriage of some sort, which then brings in the idea of step parents and. If you do a quick, if you do like a quick search on step parent like videos, what you find is very interesting. It's very interesting because I would say about half of the videos out there in some sort of fashion paint step 
parents as evil, right? And it's like TikTok's a kind of a comedy platform. So there's a lot of lot of uh, stuff out there about step parents being sort of evil, and I think that that's rooted in truth. I think that there are um, there's people out there that have a hard time accepting children as they would their own. But then on the flip side of the coin, the other fifty percent, what you find is step parents stepping up and having an incredible impact in a child's life or in uh, children's lives if there's multiple kids. And I'm just a big believer in the family unit. And I think uh, we all make mistakes when we're younger. Children, I don't see children as mistakes. I, I just don't. People will argue with me on that. I just don't see children as mistakes. I see them as surprises. There's a big difference, right? Right. And so for me, I struggle with the perception that Tate and academics is putting out into the universe. I struggle with this idea that being a stepdad is something to look down on, that it makes you a chump or it makes you a punk, right? And I just don't agree with that. I think we need to normalize healthy step-parent relationships. I come from a family where my parents split up at a year old. My stepdad come into my life when I was a year old. And I have been raised by a stepfather the same way as if he was my dad. And I also, you know, my dad was a big part of my childhood too. Um, and it wasn't without struggle, wasn't without struggle. We had, we had difficult times, but I can tell you today, I love my stepdad as much as I did my biological father. So there is no, from my viewpoint, there is no emotional disconnect there, right? Mm -hmm. Through the course of 30 years, we've developed a very strong connection. And I can tell you, he had two children coming into that relationship. I have two stepbrothers. They also, that means they had a stepfather as well. And talking to my stepbrothers, I know that they too feel very close to their stepfather, right? So I hate that. I hate that guys like this are out here making young people feel as if being a step parent makes you some sort of chump. That's not true. It's not true. We need more people that are willing to look at somebody's history and say, okay, we can't change the history here, but moving forward, we can give these kids a family. Thoughts thoughts on step-parents? Uh, I think step-parents are a good thing, right? Um, it, it's kind of just like carrying back into that situation. He was talking about the whole gorilla thing and how they act. He probably should have just said, you remember the movie Bambi in the beginning? Like you should just yeah. probably said Bambi, you know, because right. that we know is naturally about a deer. But then when you get into talks where people say, oh, well, if we just go back to, you know, like poly uh, situations, well, how? Because in those situations, they took on women with children that did not have a father and they became the father of those kids. So that's why I said it's like people say stuff and they don't even understand how it was beneficial back then and why they did it that also meant you didn't just get the woman you got 
the child that came yeah. with it. They did it right. for those simple reasons. So this is kind of like now, except for take Polly out of it. You know, you have men and women out here who do tend to love the kid and they become step parents, you know, yeah. or step mom, step dad, whichever one. If you the, the ability to love a child that is does not have your DNA says so much about you. So people can make fun of them, but they're doing something. A child needs a parent and if they can do it's no different than adoption. You're, you're getting right. a child that has no DNA attachment of yours whatsoever. And you're loving that kid. You're taking care yep. of that kid. You're providing for that kid. You're making that kid your priority. So yep. in relationships, that has to be the same thing. And those are conversations that, yeah, when in the vetting process, and that's a part of your standards and your boundaries and your expectations. Yeah. So interesting stat uh, that I found before the show. 40% of first-time marriages fail. The number goes up to 60% second-time marriages, and step-parents are kind of quoted as a big reason for that, right? Somehow the, the people aren't able to create the chemistry necessary to build a healthy family, and so it ends up falling apart. Interesting thing that I learned from Dr. Phil and it makes sense when you think about it. The younger the children are, actually the better chances that you have at creating and developing those bonds with children. If you can get into a child's life before they turn five years old or develop a memory, uh, mm. your chances of developing a, a, a good relationship with them increase greatly. And in my situation with my stepfather, that was the case. He come in very early for us. And so we were able to, to create those bonds early on. The older the children get, they say the more difficult that becomes. I don't really have any experience with that. Um, you know, my stepdad and my mom are still together. So I've known that relationship, that relationship only. I never really had a mom that had boyfriends uh, that that she married. There was no in and out of that. But I do understand that as children get older it becomes more difficult and so again i think it goes back to if you're going to enter into a marriage and become a step parent it's kind of hitting on what you were saying earlier you got to really want to develop a relationship with that kid and you can't play disciplinarian if you're coming in when they're 9 10 11 years old they're just not going to accept that they're just not going to accept you as an authority figure. So you have to play as a support role to the mother or to the father, to the biological parent. You know, it's someone that backs them up more than acts as the 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 iron fist, so to speak. So just, just really important stuff, I think, you know, relationship building. And the other thing is like you can't ever, I don't care what what child, what age a child is. You can't expect them to develop or take initiative to develop a relationship. It's always on the grown-up to get right. their level. I've had people, family of mine, this doesn't have anything to do with step-parents, but it, it relates pretty well. I've had uh, family members reach out to me angry with me because they don't have a relationship with my children. And it's like, I never stopped you. I never stopped you. 
from coming and picking up my children. I never stopped you, uh, told you that you weren't allowed to have them overnight. I never stopped you from doing the same things that you did for me when I was a kid. I never stopped you from doing that for them, right? And what that suggests to me is that they somehow want the children to develop these bonds. That's not going to ever happen. If you want a child to care about you, it's on you to get on their level period. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to establish a relationship with them and it's, it's no way around it, but then too, it's also when they're in the, when they're in the process of doing that, the person who is the actual parent is very important that they kind of sit back and observe how they interact with them, because I don't think that's the time for them to kind of step back a little bit, relax and kind of let, like, you got to make sure that it's working. Cause if I, but I will say this, if the child cannot get along with that person or they're just, there's kind of no relationship being established. then I think the parent should consider, like, you have to consider that. Yeah, I, in my do. opinion, you do. Cause you can't force the relationship. Yeah. Right. You're just going to have to end it. Like, that's not healthy because they're going to grow up and they're going to remember that, you know, especially yep. depending on what age they are, they're right. going to remember, you know, and yeah. it's like, I never really liked you or whatever the case might be. So yeah, I think be observant, pay attention to that. And like I said, in the beginning process, I think that's important. Yeah. You're a parent, let them know that and kind of watch their reaction, their body language too, because sometimes they can say, Oh yeah, that's cool. Body language is speaking a lot yeah. I don't know about all that. So. Right. And it goes back, I think it goes back to what you were saying sort of earlier in it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. If you're dating a single mother or you decide to engage a single father, you have to understand that those children come with that as a package deal. And As a result of that, the same sort of energy, attention, and focus that you put into developing a relationship with the children's parent, you need to put that same sort of energy, focus, and attention into developing bonds and relationships with the children. That's the way you're supposed to do this. That's the idea of it being a package deal. You know, when people say we're a package deal, they're not joking. They really mean if you take me, you have to put the same energy into Mm -hmm. me or into my children that you do to me. So hopefully we don't get in. um, Hopefully we don't get any trouble for running this next video. It's about Andrew Tate. Um, you, You know, recently he was arrested by the Romanian government. They're saying that they're going to hold him for 30 days while they conduct an investigation. Very odd sort of due process, in my opinion. I've never heard of someone being arrested just to give the police time to conduct an investigation. Apparently, at the end of this 30 days, the way I understand it, uh, they'll either have the evidence or they won't. And they may just let this guy out scot-free if they can't find enough to hold him on but you know uh this guy was the most googled person in 2022 so arguably now one of the most famous men 
on the planet when you think about it. Googled more than any other name in 2022. So a lot of people out there with theories about his arrest. And I got a video here for us to react to. Guys, I got to say this, man. The U.S. is very good at coming to situations that don't involve them. They're going to come at you. There's a tweet here posted in October about this happening. Read what it says here. My sources in law enforcement have told me Andrew Tate will be arrested end of 2022, early 2023. No matter if he is guilty or not, the Romanian government is under intense pressure from the United States and big tech to shut him down. And that was on October 11, 2022, and this guy called it. There was a push from someone to go after him and record it, post it all over social media, paint him in a bad light. All right. What's your thoughts? I'm going to wait on it to finish. Very uh, good. Because if it is true, well, <clears throat> there's a problem. But that's why I say you got to be careful of the people that you follow because where there's smoke, there's definitely fire. And some of the stuff that he said on the internet, but that's when, you know, they were catching clips. I would say right now it's not far fetched. You'd be surprised people that are in those types of situations that are doing this behind closed doors. It happens every day. This is a global issue. It's not just something that happens in the States. You could be here yeah. in the States and in another country in right. so little time. So I will say this, if it is, some people, you'll, you'll see people pull away. Because they don't want to be affiliated with someone who is a part of something like that because they know that that's, that, that's a drastic thing right there. And it's, a, it's yeah. a major problem. But some of the stuff that he said, like he's made comments that women are men's property, things like that. There was talks, there was a clip where he was seen striking a woman. Uh, then supposedly, you know, one situation, he was on a show or something they removed him from. And then the lady, I guess she came out and said it was like a skit. I really don't know. So I, I can't really speak on it. But some of the stuff that he said, yeah, I mean, I, it just seems that way. But I'll wait for them to, I guess, do their, if it's true, we'll find out about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right. So well, accus that's the interesting thing, too, is like accusations, what they're being charged with, we won't pronounce it or say it but what they're being charged with uh you know that's a hefty accusation and it's one of those things that that can be it could be either way it could be completely false it could be completely false it could be we're out to get you or like you said there could be fire where there's smoke i personally have disagreed with Andrew Tate a lot more than I've agreed with him. I'm not a real big fan of his bravado, macho BS. I'm just not. I don't think it's a healthy message to send to kids most of the time. Some of the stuff that he says on confidence and in, in male sort of Men having confidence and men being men. I can agree with some of that stuff. It's the right message, but I always go back to why do you feel the need to throw women under the bus in order to boost men up? I just don't agree with that. I don't think in order to uh, deliver a message that, that resonates with young men, I don't think you need to be anti-women to do that. And uh, he definitely has some stuff out there that's, that's anti-women. No doubt about it. Something yeah. that he said that's kind of interesting. Did you see the three steps? He did a video saying that when the matrix is after you, uh, you know, there's three steps to it. 
Um, I forget what's what was the first one. They cancel you. They cancel you. Then they arrest you, and then they say you yourself, right? So one thing that he wanted to make very clear was that he would not do the same thing that Jeffrey did, right? Or what they said Jeffrey did. So Mm -hmm. I'm very much with you on the next 30 days. As this unfolds, this is going to become a more and more interesting story to follow, I think. And then what uh, is another that I say is it's uh, they say that he had fled somewhere else uh, to kind of run away from some R charges. So, I mean, this guy's been in different countries, you know, so that's one thing to look at it, too. But I will say, like I said, he's been thrown off the Internet already. And they did shut him down and Elon Musk reinstated his Twitter because he's trying to, you know, be the, I guess, the, the nice guy here amongst the bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. But they literally did. Like they said, no, absolutely not. This is toxic masculinity. We don't want it. We're coming to shut it down. They said, we're not having it. So what do they do? They came and removed it. I mean, that's one of the things about the internet. Like the people that are in charge of it, they want to pull you down. They can't. But I don't know what this guy is into. Like, I don't follow him. I, right. I don't resonate with a lot of stuff that he said. Anything that just is like very toxic is just not for me. But I mean, it's I hard to follow. Not, but I'm going to look at it if there are victims in a situation because I understand the depth of this whole thing with human trafficking. It's a real thing. Yeah. I'm siding with the victims until something else comes down the pipeline, you know, that says otherwise we don't know their names. They haven't been released, but we do know. And we're very well where it happens. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Will be an interesting story to unfold. Okay. So uh, we're doing something experimental tonight. We're going to uh, allow viewers to contact us and uh, on a call in line. All right. Um, just bear with us again. This is this is experimental, so we're hoping that this will go over the way we want it to. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the number, okay, on the screen here, and we're going to play a video, all right, that uh, you guys can call in and respond to. To be frank, you could you can if you have something that you want to say about any of the top topics that we've covered tonight. Uh, you're you're more than you're free to ask or or speak on whatever you want to speak on all right here we go women like men that other women want to give you an example pickup artists teach men to wear rings so they can get more girls because women see that as a sign of pre-selection oh if he married her he'd marry me throughout history men that could get multiple women it was a sign that they could take care of those women. I'm not saying every single woman, you know, some, some women have dads that, you know, tell them don't go there, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm saying by and large, women don't care. Okay. Ikea, this is really a question for the ladies. Um, I know uh, Pearl Davis here. I think that's her last name. I think I got it right. I know you're I not. Know. I just know it's, it's pearly things on yeah. YouTube. I know you're not the biggest fan of her. So what do you think? 
Uh, that part at the end where she said some women don't care. There are some women who don't care. That's every day. It's not, it's not, he doesn't have to be a married guy. Like women, there are a group of women out here who are just determined to try to ruin relationships. And most of the time, like if you're a celebrity, that's natural. That's going to happen. You're a ball player. They know you're married. I mean, yeah. look at LeBron James. He's married. Do you think women are not trying to get to him after every game? Yes, they are. That's natural. But regular people, and most of the time, they know who you are already. So, yeah. but some of them don't care. But to say that every woman wants a guy that all these women are after, if you're not aware of your value, you probably will. But a woman who is well aware of her worth, She's not looking to go after allowing a man who has all these other women. Because you got to think, if he's got 100 women chasing up after him, inboxing him, DM him, all, you name it, that you you mean to tell me he's not entertaining of that? I call, no, he is. And some, you just don't know about it. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to box every lady in there. There are women who do not want to be, they don't want the popular guy at the table. You know, right. they might want to, you know, trickle over to the, this table where there's not too many people. At every, it's, But there are people who do that. But I ain't going to say they teach men to wear rings. There are men who wear rings that go and do the same thing that single men do. Right. <laughs> so it it's all about paying attention, being aware, and, yeah. and keeping your value intact. So you know? just as a reminder, y'all can also, we we've, we put a StreamYard link in the comments if you'd like to join the conversation through that link. You do not have to um, turn the video on. You can you can also uh, call in via audio that way uh, and get on the show. And yeah, so men, I think about this in the reverse, okay? The men want women mm -hmm. that are desired by a bunch of men. And I think that there's a probably a sort of double standard on this one. Because I think that men just desire beautiful women, period. And they just so happen to agree a lot on what a beautiful woman is. And so most of the time, a beautiful woman is going to be desired by a lot of men. But I think most men deep down would prefer a woman that's beautiful, but maybe it is not desired by the world, you know, because you know, we sort of, we're, we're very territorial species here. We want our woman to ourself, right? We don't want to compete with a, with the world. And so this is why I think um, when you talk about wifey material, I think that women that are beautiful, but reserved are the ones that are most desired for commitment because you don't, if you are going to long-term commit to a woman, you don't want to, to live with insecurities. You don't want to have to wonder if she has some guys in her Snapchat trying to get at her. You know, you want a woman, and if they are desired, this is key to this too. If they are desired by a lot of men, you want evidence that they know how to rebuff those advances sternly right because 
how you react to someone advancing at you is going to determine if they are continue to advance at you. Mm-hmm. If I make an advance at somebody and they don't clearly tell me that they feel I've disrespected them, then that's actually an encouragement for more of my ad- making more advances, right? If you don't want advances from men, you need to tell them almost disrespectfully that you do not want their attention. Mm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. And here's why. Because uh, especially if she's an attractive female, you have to be careful how you turn men down today. Even if you are, they don't care about that. But women have, it's easier for men. Like it could be disrespectful to the woman and keep it moving. And it's like, okay, but the woman doing that, women have politely said no and worse has happened. So in the inbox thing, you don't even need to respond and just block them. I would say just block them, do that. And go back and forth and watch what you say because you have some unstable emotional men that don't know how to handle rejection And that could literally put you in harm's way. So the best thing for you to do is block them if it's online. If it is in person and you're by yourself, although you may be married or in a relationship, if you're kind of, you know, look to someone, you know, if they're security or whatever to escort you away from the situation. But sometimes women have to kind of play into that for their safety. And I think that's something that men don't even highlight, like, with the way that they you, they should be telling men that like it's okay to be rejected by women if they're not you know wanting accepting your advances it's all right like don't take it to heart but some people do and it puts women in a bad place so i'm going to say this sometimes she's going to smile well i'll give you an example there was a video i seen one time this girl literally was trying to pay for gas and there was like 15 dudes that surrounded her and I've seen people in the comments literally saying, oh, she likes the male attention. Look, because she's laughing. I said, y'all don't understand those laughs. It's code for I'm afraid right now because I'm surrounded by a bunch of dudes. And all I'm trying to do is get to my car like that video. Literally, it disgusted me. It made me highly upset. And I was like, see, this is one of those things that they don't really talk about. But yeah, like sometimes you have to smile and pretend it's OK out of fear. And yeah. your safety. So, yeah, if you can block them, do it. If you're in a public place, look to someone for help. But yeah. don't just go run off with the mouth because there are some emotionally unstable men out here, just like women, and it can put you in harm's way or worse. So I wouldn't suggest you do that. But on the Internet, just block them. You don't have to tell them, like, hey, dude, leave me alone. Just block right. them. Right. So as a man that is thinking about how I want my woman to respond to advances i have to tell you i love your response to that i actually never really thought about the danger that a woman could really find herself in because of that rejection but i agree a hundred percent that as a man thinking about a woman that i care about blocking somebody is sufficient enough for me Right. I don't need you to do any more than that to, you know, uh, prevent me from being insecure. If you just block them off the rip, I'm good with that. 
I don't need any more than that. I just think that sometimes uh, women find themselves in situations where maybe they're not getting the kind of attention that they want from their man. And so when somebody DMs them or slides them a little attention, Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to doing what they're supposed to do in that situation and just outright rejecting that attention, they, they won't, they won't reject it, but they won't accept it either. Right. So by nature of staying in the middle, they invite more of it in mm-hmm. my opinion. And so, but I think a good block, a good block them works for me. So, yeah. Cause I mean, like I said, if you're dealing with an attractive female, it's to be expected that even when you're out in public, people are going to look and that's on both sides. So, and everyone doesn't have this thing where they become publicly blind to the opposite sex, right? When they're in a relationship, everyone doesn't have that ability. So, and and the thing to say that like, oh, men don't look at other women. Like the thing is, I don't think they're slick enough with it, but it's like, okay, if you look, no, boom, get it over with. Okay done because they're going to do it so and you don't want to be dating a guy that literally every time a guy looks at you he's ready to square up with him like come on right that is nature like we we know that is nature but it doesn't right. mean let it go any further you know right. just leave it where it's yeah. at like don't engage it because it's going to happen like if they're if they're an attractive person trust and believe me there's probably oh, a yeah. hundred people and on the male side too if a guy is highly attractive you best believe there's more women following him than there are men obviously you know right. uh if he's into women so it's it's on both ends but i think the important thing is what it even with our with our children like you have to teach them that in life there are more than one type of rejection. You're going to be rejected probably in jobs, but people are a part of that rejection and it's okay. Like you don't have to react negatively or it's not the end of the world because this cute girl that you thought was amazing or same with a guy and he rejects you. It's not the end of the world. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but that goes back to emotional intelligence. If you don't have it, what are you going to do? Well, I would say I always... And I believe this having the as a man and, um, you know, I'm not I'm not like six, five and chiseled and like the most beautiful thing to ever look at. But I do know how to dance pretty good. And (laughs) those dance moves, um, uh, they work for me. It's kind of like driving a sports car a little bit. It's a bit of an edge. And I can still tell you, despite the fact that um, I get advances from women i still would cherish the attention of one woman right the genuine appreciation that's what i should say the genuine appreciation and affection of one good woman i would cherish that more than passive attention from a hundred women right right and and Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, but as a single dad, you get, I imagine I receive the same sort of advances that single moms get. The whole Andrew Tate thing, that's a very real thing for all single parents on both sides. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I don't talk to a lot of other single dads, but I can tell you that women 
generally with me, they seem to be really interested to see if they're capable of getting my attention. But then when they have my attention, they don't seem to want to keep it. They don't want to cherish it. So it's like they're willing to do exactly what Andrew said there. They're willing to mess around a little bit, right? They're a little, they're willing to kind of toy with it a little bit, but they're not willing to be serious. So, but rejection is a difficult thing for anybody. Nobody likes the feeling of rejection, but it is a part of life. Mm-hmm. And how you react to rejection is so important. It's going to determine your your future in so many ways. Take it out of the personal, interpersonal relationship realm, and let's talk about career, right? You're If you really, really want a certain career and you work hard to get it, you have to understand that you're going to get rejected many times. And you're going to have to build your resume, build your portfolio, and you're going to have to keep taking a swing to hit the ball. You're going to get rejected. How you react to that is going to determine whether or not you eventually get across the finish line, though, because rejection is feedback. Rejection Mm -hmm. is the world's way of saying you're not ready for this yet. So that means you have to go back to the table and you can either give up on it or you can go back to the drawing board and you can start building some more. So the next time that you're in the same position, you're able to actually hit the ball. You're not being rejected. You know, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. So interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Rejection is a uh, very important. How you react to it's very important. Did you have yeah. some, something you were going to say? Oh, no, I was going to like respond to what you were saying, like people will get your attention and then they just kind of like don't care after that. It's the same like from guys to women, you know, like, yeah, they they'll do that, too. But see, that kind of weeds people out. So you already weed once they do that, it, you kind of already weeded them out anyway, because they weeded themselves out with doing that. So it's on both sides. And that's why I said, like, if you keep. You keep your your expectations intact. Don't drop them. And I know that we, we're in this age where people say your standards are high. Leave them where they are because if you lower them, then a bunch of ants are going to get in. Yeah. You, know? and you don't want ants in the house. So keep them where it's at. You got to keep your, your barrier where it needs to be and let them meet you where you are. Like we have this thing where it's 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 cool to say today, oh, no, just come down where they're at. No, you come up here. Because I think throughout our life, we've been kind of stepping off of our step stool to come to someone else's. And now it's kind of like, no, you meet me where I'm at. Right. Because you know, that'll let me know if you're really interested or not, if you're willing to put the work in. And a lot of people are not willing to put in the work for a relationship. They're only working towards one thing. So that'll kind of help you do that by making sure you keep that in. Because we can say vet, but if we're being realistic about vetting, there's really no way to vet any type of person because you can't determine if they're going to change down the line into the most right. horrible person on the planet. Yep. So, right. but if you keep your, your, your standards and your boundaries, you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. That might mean that you're going to be lonely longer than otherwise. If you lower your standards, then technically, yes, 
You're you'll still going to be lonely because you're going to run into a bunch of games. But the reality is, like, keep those standards. I agree. Keep those standards in place. Uh, they're incredibly important for the longevity of your happiness. If you settle for less, this is the root cause, in my opinion, this is the root cause for so many relationship problems. People going out and cheating, people doing this, people doing that. It, it all goes back to that beginning, right? And it's like, do you feel like you settled for less than you deserve? You know, because I always say love is like a glass of something to drink that's completely full, right? You don't need a refill. You don't need to ask the waitress for more when your glass is full, right? If, yeah, yeah if you, if you have a, if you settle for less than you deserve, then you're always going to be looking around, right? For somebody to fill the cup up because the person mm-hmm. that you're with, the person that you're with doesn't fill your cup up all the way because you settled for less than what you really wanted. So Incredibly. I think individually, we are already the half of class, you know, yourself and your own happiness. Yep. So that's what's that. Yeah. So, but then you have that, that one in the middle. So your cup's here, their cup's there, and then there's the cup together. And it's supposed to be doing this, but sometimes right. it's just like this. Right, right. No, I yeah, love that. So yeah. that to me is lowering the standard. You're the only one up here pouring. Yep. And that will exhaust you so quick that that's one of the learning things about relationships is if you are pouring more out of yourself than what is and nothing is being poured back into you, then you are settling. You're taken away from yourself. Find somebody that when you pour the cups together like that, there's so much love that it just overflows. Right. It just it just overflows the cup overflow with love. Right. So, all right, we're Find right. people to make you laugh. That's my thing. Find people yeah. that make you laugh because right. that's the best thing. If someone can make you laugh more than make you yell or cry, that's the beauty of it. And then, yep. too, if you can, like, the person is, like, funny. Like, you know, have you ever tried to be mad at someone and then they make you laugh and you're like, Ugh, I'm mad at you, but it's so funny. Like, right. I can't help you. Yeah. That's right. a good thing, though, right? That's yeah, it is. it is. So. All right. Well, we're hitting almost exactly one hour, which is right where we want this show to be. So no call-ins tonight, but we're going to keep that feature going. Uh, we've had pretty steadily, we've had four or five people viewing our our uh, our show tonight. So we appreciate the people that have tuned in. If you're just now catching us, uh, we're about to go off air. You can check this out by just, you know, reversing back or rewinding back. So this is the X's uh, podcast. We appreciate y'all watching and follow all of our pages to find out when we're doing our next episode. Ikea, anything? Well, y'all have enjoy your New Year night, first night. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. 